0: it's time for the bears nation podcast with your hosts kevin lapka and jake hassan get ready for a lot of fun and excitement strap it in i know you're gonna dig this it's bears nation baby to the batmobile let's go Alright, welcome in, Bears Nation Podcast. It is Wednesday, November 4th, November 1st, I don't know where I get, well, I'm already skipping ahead to November 4th because my cousin's wedding is on November 4th. I digress, congratulations Mark and Casey, but, however, I'll be a groomsman in that by the way, and it's going to be sick, Um, tux fits like a glove, but that's not what people are here for. Uh, It is Wednesday, November 1st, and uh, there was a press conference today, and uh, we're going to talk about it. Because, oh, buddy, was that embarrassing? And I'm going to make a statement as soon as I get done with this introduction of this stupid podcast and send the tweet to let people know to come watch this. But this is Bears Nation Podcast. Myself joined. I'm Jake Son. We're already off to it. This is like a classic Bears Nation pod introduction right now. Just absolutely no idea what I'm doing. Just can't remember the day uh throwback to the days where I said "Oh, uh, what day is it uh, anyway this is Bears Nation podcast myself Jake Hassan joined as always by Kevin Lapka and oh god Whew! I mean what is happening <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> if you're watching on Twitch and YouTube right now I
1: I what was that <laughs> That's a that, this, this. i thought uh, you did that on purpose no i don't know how to do that i, I think it's i like thought you did that zoom up updates these new <laughs> zoom updates like like i think if you like do a thumbs up if you do like a thumbs up like you look at that look at that you see that oh apologies for the people listening in podcast form <laughs> um this intro in, is pretty much encapsulates what has gone down with the bears organization it, so,
0: uh. <laughs> i'm trying to do the intro i i I am acknowledging how dumb this intro is, like a classic. If you were a long time listener, a classic, like season, like like two years ago type of intro that just happened, and here's Kevin Lapko with the lasers going on <laughs> in the background. I'm to make of his it happen shot. again! Oh my god, that was so wild! All right, we got it. Right, baby. How? Like I don't know. Whatever. All, All right. right, let's get to the statement. You know
1: what? I I, I watch. Did you send your tweet out yet? Because yeah, I know yeah, you got yeah, things yeah. to say, and yeah, I want to yeah. hear you say them. Let's go.
0: Okay. Um, here's the thing. I'm out. I'm out on everybody, all of them. Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, this dumb organization. I'm out. It's all, I'm so out. The I'm so far past the line. The line is a dot to me. I cannot even start to fathom like supporting this organization after today and just the absolute clown show circus that today was. I can't even, like, here's the problem, Kevin. Ryan Poles, and you were on the, I'm going to give you credit. You were the first one on this. Ryan Poles is bad at his job. And the problem is, though, Ryan Poles does not know that he's bad at his job. Ryan Uh Poles is sitting up there like, yep, nailed it. Ryan Poles is walking out of every single one of these press conferences, including today, which we'll get to the quotes from that, because, oh, my God. He walks out of these press conferences and he's like, "Yep, nailed it." He walks out of these games and these practices. And he's like, "We're on the right track. I got this." Ryan Poles doesn't know that he's an idiot. Ryan Poles doesn't know that he can't do his job. Ryan Poles doesn't know his ass from his face right now. He like the amount of times that I saw the gift today from like I think last year of Ryan Poles and Matty Berflus fist bumping yeah, up at the podium. Not- the amount of times I saw that gift today made my blood pressure rise so much. And here's like, then it, it, this goes hand in hand. Ryan Poles doesn't know that he's bad at his job. Matt Mufloos is in denial that he's bad at his job. He knows it. It's back there. He's just like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to listen to that voice in my head. I'm not going to, hey, conscious. No, conscious, conscience, right? Yeah. Hey, conscience. Get your ass back to the back of my brain. I I got this. I I can fix this. My culture, I'm I'm on the right track. They're both one and the same. They don't know they're bad at their jobs. And for that reason, to quote Shark Tank, I'm out. I'm out until everybody in that front office and everybody in this regime is gone. I'm out, Kevin. I can't support like just the fact that they get up there and they go, yeah. You know, we acquired Montez Sweat. We haven't talked about an extension at all. Hey, bozos! He's a free agent in, like, three months. And I get it. You have a lot of time. I'm not going to overreact to that. But you got And maybe you just have to say that. But, like, you got to have something here. And then you let Jalen Johnson go up there and say, yeah, I'm going to be pretty pissed off if he gets an extension before me. Which Credit to you, Jalen Johnson. Totally deserved. Totally get that. You earned that right. You've been here forever. You've been trying to play ball. You've been angling for a new contract for a year now. Totally get that. And then they bring this guy in. And no, not to disparage Montez Sweat. I'm sure he's a great guy. He's a great player. However, if you're going to go up there and say, yep, we're working hard. We want Montez bad. We really want him part of this organization. He's a great player. When all that they've said about Jalen Johnson in the last 48 hours alone, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to request, hey, we're going to give you five hours to try and find a trade. Good luck. Basically, just a big screw you to Jalen Johnson. How many times have we been on the show talking about how premier of position and how important corners? Kevin, you've been on this train forever saying, pay your good players. Okay, if you're going to acquire a good player with the plans to extend him, how are you not going to already have something in place for Jalen Johnson? How are you going to give him a middle finger like that? Again, Ryan Poles does not know that he's bad at his job. He just doesn't. He's sitting up there in this box. Sure, when the Broncos loss happens and when the Chargers lost it, he can say, Yeah, he can be all surly and have a bad look at us. Oh, we got a bad taste in our mouth. That's fine. You are bad at your... Jay Sanders, Bears fans cry about anything. He's bad at his job! We, we're not crying, he's bad at his job. I don't care what fan base that you are a fan of the it's Bears or somebody else. You cannot objectively look at what the job that Ryan Poles has done and say, he's done an adequate job. He's done a good job. Because he hasn't. And then you get up there with Matt Eberflus today and you double, triple, quadruple down on the job that he's done when for the second time in two months, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it's crazy that we're having this conversation twice. Somebody gets fired for some kind of outside HR violation. Again, two months span doesn't seem that short in this big scope of things, but it happened twice. Did he? He explains things well. Please tell me what he explained well. He went up there and quadrupled down on Madden Flus' culture and the things that he's built. Mm-hmm. What has Madden Flus built? Except a, a house of straw. Like, what is Maddie Revlo's built for the second time in two months? You have somebody getting fired for mysterious reasons that they are never, ever going to tell us. And that's malpractice. You work for one of the charter organizations in the NFL. Not saying that we as fans or people in the media are deserved, are, are actually, we are deserved, are owed to these answers, but you can't have this happen twice and just be like, yeah, everything's fine. Right. Guess? There's nothing to see here. Like it's just everything that is like everything in concurrence that is happening here is insane. And it just lets me know that you're bad at your job. If this was a one-off, if this was just the Alan Williams thing to start, and then we moved on with our lives and there was nothing else. And you just happened to have a bad football team. Fine. I can live with that. We have lived with that for years, but it's that that happened. And then the whole thing with Jalen Johnson that is still ongoing after the fact, and te- Kevin, I texted you this, you know, everyone's like, Oh, well, they're definitely getting an extension with Montez sweat. Really? Cause Ryan Poles has such great history with extending really good players. Ask Roquan Smith about that. Ask Robert Quinn about that. Ask Jalen Johnson about it right now. Like we're living it right now. It's thing after thing after thing. And great. Jay Sanders, I get it. You're trying to spin this, but like, You have to be rational about everything as a whole that's happening. This isn't just one-offs. It happens time after time after time after time. Seemingly every other week, we have something insane or weird or just flat-out dumb to talk about with this team. Why do you think when the Bears traded for Montez Sweat, everyone's initial reaction was, what? Why? It didn't make sense. Brian Poles has great history trading away second-round picks. Did you see the Chase Claypool debacle? Which is the nicest way I could put that. I have lost all confidence in this front office, in this coaching staff, which I had already lost confidence in them a long time ago. But now that Ryan Poles is up there doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on Maddie Eberflus and the job he's doing and the intangibles and the culture, I'm out. You're bad at your job and you don't know it. Everyone around you knows it. Everybody around you, everyone in that media room today asked great questions. Shout out to the Chicago media in that room today. They asked really good questions that were direct and to the point. And all we got were whataboutisms. That's all we got. Didn't get any straight direct answers. And I know I've been talking for about 10 minutes, but it's just an absolute clinic on malpractice and how to not run a football team.
1: Yeah. I can't blame you for any of what you said. I really can't. Like I, there's nothing that they have done that could make me feel like what you just said is unjustified. I mean, that's really the way I see it. And, and you know, Jay Sanders talking about, did you watch polls press? He explains everything pretty well. You know, Ryan polls is good at this and he did this He's good because at salad. he well, not even word salad. He's good at putting out the fire, but, and, and, and forcing people to believe that underneath the fire are not a bunch of hot coals that are still burning inside of that room. Totally. He's good at putting out the fire, but underneath that fire is still a giant mess and still, you know, a ton of hot coals. And the reason why I'm scared, right? The reason why this scares me is because I feel like with every little thing that happens, and this year it's been a lot of bad things. Like I can understand this if there's hiccups and there's adversity, and great teams respond to adversity. Sure. I get that, but this is different, right? With the things that have happened organizationally, with the coaches being dismissed and the HR things, and you know, just the egregious acts of not extending your players and things of this nature, and losing you know, a, a five and 20 record for your head coach, and losing 14 in a row, and all these different things. I feel like with every little thing that happens, they try to find a way to make it seem like it's all part of their long term plan. Like it was always supposed to be this way. These two coaches were supposed to get fired. We were supposed to start 5 and 20. It was all part of the plan. And you just wait because it's going to change. And you know what? We're going to keep the coaching staff and we are going to keep everybody around and we're going to build this. And we're, you know, we're a tandem and we're a team and it's going to. Take us through the next five years and we're going to finally come out with nine wins at the end of it, right? Like it just, it just feels like that's the case. And I understand Matt Reynolds in the chat saying took Chiefs, Eagles, Bills, Niners years to build a contender. I understand that. But with those teams, Matt, you saw progression year over year, significant progression, The bar was literally in hell last year. It seemed impossible to go backwards and you have found a way even with a better roster to go backwards. And part of that is why I'm not entirely out on polls. He's frustrating me. And if I think they do let Jalen Johnson walk at the end of the year and that does fall apart, I will be out on him. But it goes back to the initial conversation we've had from the start about the coaching staff is you might've brought in good players. Right, You might have brought in good... We don't know. This coaching staff doesn't know how to develop them. They don't get the best out of their players. There's a reason Sam Mustafar looks looks like a star center in Baltimore. There's a reason all these guys go to different organizations and look great. That's a common denominator and there's a theme behind that. But just this idea of keeping things together is what scares me. Because the most notable thing about that Ryan Paul's press conference is that he's confident in Matt Eberflus. He has full faith in Matt Eberflus and trust in that. And... I, it's like I said a couple of weeks ago, now more than ever, I'm concerned that they are going to keep him around. And Jay Sanders says, I don't, he says this is year two or not, not year four. I don't care if it's year two. You are supposed to see progression. The Bears should not be 2-6. and six. The things that are happening in House should not be happening. And if those things are happening, then guess what? Cut the shit, all right? all right? If you see any sign of regression, you have to cut it. If you don't see progression, then what are you going to expect progression next year? You're going to expect – like the bar next year is going to be five wins with this team. That's where you're at. That's what so, it was this year. That's what it was this year, and you went backwards. And yeah. look, JJ, I hope you're right. I hope JJ gets franchised, or I hope Jalen Johnson gets franchised. I, 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 and it's honestly likely. Well, that he unless will. you have to
0: franchise Montez Sweat.
1: Right. And you get into that scary situation where you franchise Montez Sweat. Like, I, I if I'm being honest, I do expect them to give a Sweat the extension. I do expect that to happen. Like, that is like unbelievable malpractice if that doesn't happen. But, The mishandling of the Jalen Johnson situation is one thing. And the just the continuous belief in a coaching staff that has done nothing for you is another thing as well. Like, say what you want about the Las Vegas Raiders, who've been a just as broken franchise for the last 20 years. At least Mark Davis has the nuts to cut it off when it's not going well, right? Like like and, and and yeah, you know, people are going to have their words about that organization and those decisions, but regression, right? No sign of progression. No belief that things would get better under Josh McDaniels, and I believe Dave Ziegler is—is uh, is his name? Cut it off, cut it off, and that's what they should do. And, and Jay Sanders saying so emotional—it's not emotional; it's rational. All right, like this, this is this is rational thinking. If you want to be mired in not mero- mediocrity, but literally mired in hell for the next five years, then go for it. Like that—that's what—that's what you're heading towards if you are preaching that hey just keep it together because the 49ers and the bills and the chiefs and and all of them and the Eagles they kept it together not with this team not with this organization not with this coaching staff in this front office right now I'm also not the I, Eagles I, yeah to be
0: to, like the Eagles cut ties with Doug Peterson who was a Super Bowl winning coach like two after years that after. It, yeah like at a certain point you just have to realize some of these guys are just not fit for the job I get it there was a lot of hype around Ryan Poles. And because he came from Kansas city and he works well with the players. And the fact of the matter is he might just be an over his head. He just might, because now back to, and okay. If he gives an extension to Montez sweat. Awesome. Great. I will applaud that move because Montez sweat is a good player. He fills a position of need, but does anybody real really feel like right now that you can keep both sweat and Jalen Johnson right now? Does I mean, anyone I feel you, like, can. you can, does it, you can. But, but does anyone feel like that's going to happen? Like right now, like Kevin, on, if I ask you this question on a scale of one to ten, how confident are you that the Bears keep both Montez Sweat and Jalen Johnson come January, February? Uh, whatever? Four right now. I, I would be lower. Four. I'm at a two. Yeah, everything, I mean, I think Jay- every, oh, that's everything why. that they've said today implies to me that they're going to choose Sweat over Johnson. That all right? Here, yeah, great. Go find a trade in six hours. Good for you. We're going to get this guy, and even though it's going to address one position need we're expecting you to lead so that's what they're doing they're just going to swap the two like yeah it's just you're you're so then you're stuck in the same. great you filled a position needed edge rusher but now you have a need at corner again like it's and I like Tyreek Stevenson. I like Terrell Smith but none of neither of them are going to be Jalen, Jalen Johnson. Johnson and I don't think anybody thinks that it's just it, it's from like a, a people used to say about the Bears like 10 years ago, after the after the trestman era ended, and that whole debacle in the black pit you were in after that. people you said the bears are 10 players away from being 10 players away, you're dangerously, yeah. you're dangerously close to that right now. You're mm-hmm. dangerously close. Especially, I mean, there's a non-zero possibility the Bears lose both of them. they lose Johnson and Sweat. I get yeah. it. I get trading for Sweat to give yourself the window to try and negotiate him with him early. Okay, fine. I get that but just what you're doing as far as it's just this whole Jalen Johnson situation does not sit right with me. Especially the building because, the team out of order because of the, well, and also because of the way that contract negotiations specifically with Roquan Smith deteriorated last year. Mm-hmm. Like that gives me no faith. And it, it, it says to me that you're scrambling that you're expecting to lose Jalen Johnson, that you tried to find a trade the last second. Couldn't get it. Okay. Now he's probably going to walk because you pissed him off and so we got to find somebody else that maybe okay we can sell him on this culture and blah 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 for the next couple months and then hopefully he can buy into that and we could give him an extension while we lose the other guy it's it's not an exact one-to-one trade but that's what it says to me that you're expecting you want to try and lessen the blow of losing Jalen johnson so you're bringing in montez sweat and i and and to spin this into this conversation more so that what everything Ryan Poul said was basically positives about Matt Eberflus gassing him up, like being like, Yeah, this is this is my guy, gonna ride with him. Kind of what Ryan Pace did with Matt Nagy, if you'd recall. So that says to me, Matt Eberflus is sticking around. Don't expect to see a new coach. And that could change. Mm-hmm. There's still whatever, eight, eight, nine games left in the season. So that could change. If he goes winless, maybe mm-hmm. that changes. But as of today, November 1st. I feel like Ryan Poles, like, yeah, is doing a good job. Like, this is, this is, this is going well. Like, this is, this is my guy. I, I like what we're doing. The intangibles. Which Let is me ask you to my point, that Ryan Poles doesn't know that he's bad at his job.
1: What's the harm in going up to that podium if you're Ryan Poles and acknowledging that the head coach isn't doing a good enough job? What's the harm in that? Right? Like, these are grown ass men. If you the, the players get told that they're not doing a good job on a daily basis, th- if you miss I a tackle, would- you're getting chewed out. What what's would- the harm in him going up there and saying we understand that we have not met our expectations and the entire and he doesn't have to call Matt Eberflus, but he said the entire team and organization has to be better. Sure. Right? Can you hold some accountability? And I know that Matt Eberflus talked about the, the standards and, and and whatever, and he kind of hinted at it, but Ryan Pohl kind of, like I said. Poured water on the fire and, igno- and neglected to acknowledge that the coals are still burning. Go up there, say everything else you said about Montez. Like, I didn't have a problem with what he said about Montez and Jayla. I actually didn't have a problem with what he said about the two players, but it was just what you were saying about you're, ju- you're, 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 you have a disguise that this, everything is going well. And there's a reason Jason Leisure, I believe it was, asked Matt Everfluce, like, is today a good day at House Hall? Because you're making it seem yeah. like it. Like, go up there and say, we are not even anywhere near our expectations, and like, it's not right. like like if you're saying that you're not exposing yourself. Everyone knows that, right. Just, like, everyone knows that. I'm sure George knows that, right? Like, I don't have know. some accountability. Of people that don't humility. know they're bad at their job. Well, here, okay, so here's the thing, real quick. Uh th- so this, and I was gonna write an article about this today on OnTap Sports Network, obviously Bears Future Podcast presented to you by OnTap. Go read all their stuff, great content, podcast, articles, everything you need on Test Force Net. Um, I was gonna write an article about we had this belief at the beginning of the year, or at least I did. I said, you know what? You preached to me about hey, I think it was the Packers game, because you picked them to lose, you picked the Bears to lose that game, right? Yeah. And you were and your reasoning was same old Bears. And I went up that day on the podcast and was like, Jake, this is not same old beers. Like, We have reasons to believe that this is a different organization in a different regime, right? And I said, you all know why? Because there's one man there named Kevin Warren. And Kevin Warren, we believe, has the power to make significant change in the organization. And then on Sunday Night Football, when Chris Consworth and... You know, Mike Tarico are breaking down how to fix the Bears because it's 30 to 13. There's nothing else to talk about. You know what they do? They pan that camera to a suite, and who's up there? It's Kevin Warren taking notes. And I'm like, all right, dude, if you're taking notes, guess what? It's time to make change. All right. If you want something to significantly change this organization, it ain't gonna happen from George. It ain't gonna happen from Polls. It's going to happen from with with Kevin Warren. We were yep. led to believe that this hiring would change things, and well, guess what, Kevin? It's time to change it. And look, I understand there's people out there who say he's not here for that. He's here for yep. the stadium. It's not his role. Well, I, I was reading like I w- I had to go back to Kevin Warren's resume and say, okay, like. Has his role really just been stadium stuff and, and different financial things? Because Minnesota, that was his reputation. We built right. the stadium. What else Big do you time. know him for? This from Dick Vermeule on his on on, on Kevin Warren. Vermeule praised Warren in 2012 as being a, quote, as critical and important a part of the Rams Super Bowl championship team as anybody in the organization. That was head coach Dick Vermeil talking about Kevin Warren in 2012 about the Super Bowl winning Rams team from the early 2000s, I believe from 2000 or 1999. Yep. This guy has the ability to be a significant piece and a significant reason that you see change in this organization. But guess what, Kevin? The time is now and you have to act now before things get out of hand. Well, actually, I take that back. Things are already out of hand. Act now. He's the only thing and the only person that can change things in this organization. And for the most part, he's been in the dark. It's time to come out in the light and make some change.
0: Well, so that begs the question then, was Kevin Warren given that power? What When he was hired, would it would it shock you if George McCaskey sat down with Kevin Warren and literally told him, hey, we're going to give you title, of team president. You can have the plaque in the parking spot, and that's great, but you ain't firing anybody. You ain't hiring anybody like that's if you want to, or if you think we should, you pick up that orange bat phone and you call me, but that's, well, I don't so, would Kevin Warren have taken that job. If that was the case. Yeah. Because you know, what's awesome money,
1: money. He has <laughs> enough of that, dude. <laughs> you he know, the commissioner oh, of the big town. Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah, more you money is a bad thing. Much. Yeah. I know. Kevin, but, in the history of humankind, people pass up more money. Cause like, yeah, I got enough money. Yeah. That happens. Like, That like for real. Like, do you like do you really believe that George McCaskey didn't say, I'm keeping the power around here? Like (laughs) I'm gonna groom this mustache with a toothbrush every day, and I'm gonna tell you that I'm making the decision. So you can handle the stadium, you could call the city of Arlington Heights, you could talk to them all you want, because I don't want to deal with that. But when it comes to this goddamn football team, it's me. Would you like would you be shocked by that? I'm not. That's fully what I believe happens. Right, yeah. Right. I mean, Jay Sanders, I... we finally agree. The McCaskey, and and George oh. McCaskey has been weird like that, to use Jay Sanders' words, forever. Yeah, For, to quote the Sandlot, forever. Forever. That's always been his thing. That's why Ted Phillips was here for so long. Because he was just a puppet. George McCaskey had that hand way up there, buddy boy, working that mouth. That's what it was. Was that Uh, not our complaint about Tub Phillips forever? Sure. So it was not like, to me, it's not outside of the round possibility. In fact, I think it's likely that Kevin Warren got the title, got the nameplate, got the office, got the parking space, because they said, we'll give you a crap load of money if you can get us a new stadium, either in Arlington Heights or in Chicago and make us up. But load of money, but everything else we're still handling. Like, I, I mean, I, I, I it's hope that it's and, possible. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Warren's like, yeah, this big Ten commissioner, the president of the bears, get this done. Bang commissioner of football. I don't know why Roger Goodell would ever leave because you he just got a contract very but... well. And he just got an extension, but like, yeah, I, Jay Sanders, you clearly I know, I'm glad you're here. Thank you for being here. I've been on that train yeah, forever ever. since ever have one of this podcast. Once the McCaskies are gone, that is when you will see that there are serious adults in this room that are serious about running a football team and winning a Super Bowl. This family does not care. They want to print money because you know why? They know they can. No matter how bad this team is, no matter what a clown show, no matter what a circus it is, we're gonna eat up the slop. We're all complicit because here we are talking about it. Here you guys are watching and listening. And please continue to do so. We appreciate your support, and that's we're you know calling into the score and ESPN and CHGO, and we're all complicit. And they're just gonna print fucking money forever and ever and ever and ever. And you know what? We're gonna die long after this t- family is still in charge, but maybe, oh, all, maybe all kids can enjoy some success with the franchise, but this family just wants to print money and they're going to, because at the end of the day, they're still the Chicago bears. There's still a charter franchise. People are still going to come to Chicago to see away teams play. Hell. I'm one of the psychos. That's still like, maybe I'll buy a January ticket for seven bucks just to tailgate my face off and have a good time. Like, That's what it is. They're going to keep printing money. They don't care. They don't care about you. They don't care about me. They don't care about anybody in the chat. They don't care about anybody on Twitter. They don't care about anybody that's listening to the radio or watching on TV. All they care about is printing that money, baby. And they're going to keep doing it. And they're going to keep laughing at you. So, you know, and I know every now and then it's the, oh, boycott the games. Good luck, man. It's not going to happen. It's It's never going to happen. Any like it, this ain't Washington, this ain't Boise, Idaho, where you got to round up seventy three people and get them to boycott. Like that, it's yeah. it's a million millions of people in the city. You'll always find thousands to go. So it's gonna happen. So if God, I'm so out on just everything that the stupid franchise does. Prove me wrong. I would love to come back in six months, not even six months, whatever you know, at the end of the season and. I would love that Ibra Flus is fired and Jalen Johnson has a contract extension and Montez Sweat has contract extension. And Ryan Poles is up there at the end of the year press conference saying, we screwed up, you know, we're going to try and run it back. I'm going to do a very thorough search because again, and I've been on this train since day one, Ryan Poles didn't get to execute a full coaching search. He came in, got hired. They, meaning the team, the organization, the family said, here's your three options. Pick bucko. He didn't get to do any of the searching. So prove me wrong. Give the good players extensions, get up there at the end of the year, say we're going to do a full search and which hopefully ends with Ben Johnson. And we're going to try this again with Caleb Williams or Drake may or whoever, because again, I think that they very much want to play Tyson Bajan the rest of the year. I very much think that they're going to find some excuse to put fields on IR for the rest of the year. I digress, but it's just prove me wrong. But until then, Clown organization that I am so out on. I hope they lose every single game the rest of the way. I'm full disclosure. I'm going to pick against the Bears every single week the rest of the year, and probably oh, in yeah. the next year because probably nothing's going to change because it never does with this stupid organization.
1: I think when you're talking about firing the coach too, and 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 like just the recognition now, and we kind of recognized this before, but like you have to remember what Matt Eberflus was brought in to do. This was a hiring of damage control. It was a hiring of risk averseness. Is averseness a word? I would probably imagine sure, no. We'll take it. Uh, we'll take it. Because it felt like the Nagy era was relatively messy, I guess you could say, sure. right? And the culture had broken down. They maybe had lost a lot room. You were supposed to bring Matt Eberflus to build that culture back. Principle, yep. discipline hits we're not going to penalize people on the field we're going to play smart and we're going to follow the chicago bears
0: culture and we're going to be things fair they haven't right penalized here. less that's one thing that's no
1: no happen. no not this year they were penalized like a million times this last well, week
0: yeah on Sunday, like every
1: freaking play bad. is on penalty Sunday, was... fucking yellow Those flags all over either last year they were good with the penalties but it seems again when we talk about regression this is what i mean he but he was hired to literally do everything the opposite of what's going on right now you got yeah. guys, and look, and, and I I don't want to be unfair. I know there's a lot of people who are talking about the vetting process with the coaches and that. Like, I don't know what happened there. It's weird. Like, like, uh, sorry, the guy, the David Walker and uh, Alan Williams. Mean. These guys have been in the NFL for a really long time. True. Maybe there were issues in other organizations that got uncovered you just don't know. Like it's hard to a hundred percent put that on Eberflus and say, well, he's just hiring assholes to like, get like, I don't know. I don't want to say that. there's a lot. we but don't know. the bottom line is those things are happening. And it's just like, it's the opposite of what he was brought here to do of clean things up, make things not messy. Let's do things the right way. Let's be disciplined. Right. And you're seeing things spiral. You're seeing things, you know, come loose at the seams and it's the opposite of why I was hired. So it's just another indictment on him. And I think it's like, Unfortunately, Jake, it's another reason why they're going to hire Jim Harbaugh, or they're going to hire like the older coach who's been around. Like they're going to do like the John Fox again because they don't want to take the risk because they have to clean things up again next year. Like that's going to be the case. And I don't hate Jim Harbaugh. Like I, don't I was with Jim Harbaugh.
0: I'd I, be I would be very okay with that. I know it's yeah. like the preconceived notion of like, oh, Bears fans just want old Bear. Harbaugh's fine because good again, coach. it was it was a brutal situation in San Francisco. Like they just didn't want to pay him. Because he was a really good coach, I'd be fine with Jim Harbaugh. If that means you have to draft JJ McCarthy, I'm fine with that. I'll take that. Like I'm okay with that. Well, sure. I mean, yes. Like I'm fine with Harbaugh, but just this
1: general idea. And who knows if it'll be Harbaugh? The Michigan. I don't think Harbaugh's safe. Like
0: that's and this is a conversation in Michigan. No, like well that and like I don't think he's like a safe choice, quote unquote.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, there's risk associated with him, is what you're saying. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, sure, there is. He hasn't coached coaching the NFL and you know, what, eight But years, I mean, like, but... you lumped
0: him in with, like, the safe choice of, like, John Fox and blah, blah, blah. Like, I think, yeah, yeah. I think Jim Harbaugh is like, you're kind of going out on a win. But whatever, this is a and conversation I, for four months from now. And, and, and look,
1: TTPP Podcast in the chat, appreciate you being here. He says, what players are you talking about? Because players play hard for flus and no character issues with the players. I mean, there's no character issues with the players. It's hard. I mean, I guess the players play hard. I mean, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But it's more in general of just, like, like, I don't, like, you're not getting the best out of
0: them, right? It feels like,
1: like, it's I could be wrong on this. We've talked about it's a it's it's the regression it's factor. The guys
0: go elsewhere and they play better. You're not getting the best out of the players. Right. And, and that's a
1: huge, that's like the largest indictment on the coaching staff. But, you know, again, the bottom line is this. There's a lot of pessimism around the team. We've been pessimistic for 33 minutes here on this podcast right now. Probably and, probably I, and what I said before holds true. The only way this is going to change is if Kevin Warren steps up. And yep. you if he doesn't step up for the next 10 games here, uh not 10, what nine. seven, nine? I don't yeah, can there please be zero games left for the next nine games here, then you might be right about what he was really brought here to do and what he's allowed to do. But if you want to see change, if you want to see things be different, fire them midseason. Do something that's never been done before in the organization. And it sure didn't seem like that's gonna happen now after everything that was said today, but this feels like a situation where man, you have you're you're now more than ever justified to do it. Like yeah. you could it, it can be a hard thing to do if you're doing it on performance-based things because there's a lot of factors, but once you get the HR and coaches resigning and things like that involved, that's just more ammo for you if you're Kevin Warren to cut ties and be totally justified for doing it. So that's like again, I'm just sitting around waiting for him to to do something, to say something. I don't know. And I don't like. I'm not putting too much weight on Kevin Warren. Like this is his what his role is, and this is what he has done for or, other fit. organizations before. We we, well, sure, but I'm just talking about in the past, like he has the ability to be this significant of a piece for winning organizations and for good organizations and organizations that win Super Bowls. So I have reasons to believe that he could be that here if given the permission. So that's really where I'm at for it with him. Um, I, I'm looking at my notes here. I, I, I just... I, it's. A lot of the same things we kinda we kinda spit out here. I was kind of making the analogy, like just the way they're operating this team and building this team. When you go to the contracts and when you look at the Jalen Johnson, the Montez Sweat thing it's like they were given an instruction manual to build a team, but like someone went in there and ripped out like a page for every eight pages. Like they just they just ripped out a page. Like everything's out of order. They're skipping steps. They're doing things backwards, right? You're, you're, you're going to rebuild next year, probably and draft a new quarterback, but you're signing You're trading for guys and extending them. Like uh, it's, I don't understand. Like, what are we going for here? Make it make sense. Like at this point, like you're kind of preaching, like, you're kind of preaching. And this is the other thing that scares me with the, the trade for Montez sweat. And if they do end up extending Jalen Johnson and Montez sweat, like we'd be happy about that. But you're also kind of preaching at that point of like, we believe we can be competitive soon. Like that's what you're preaching. Right. If you don't I mean, think it's, that- it's why
0: you signed the guys, you did this off season. It's why you signed exactly. And Tremaine Edmonds. Cause you thought, and you I don't blame them for team. doing
1: that at the end of the off season, because we believe that this could have been a year where they won 10 games. We believe this could have been a year where they won well, the NFC North right. and, and, and all these different things. I did. And I think a lot of other people had that as potentially the ceiling if sure. things went well, but now like I it, it just, again, it, what I said in the beginning It just feels like with every little thing that happens, they're finding a way to build this in and mix it into the long-term plan. They have a giant bowl with a mixer and they're throwing everything into that bowl and they're continually mixing and seeing what they can, you know, what they can make out of it to, to turn it into something. And that is just, it's, it's the wrong way to do things. You got to cut your losses at some point. You got to swallow your failures. You got to swallow your pride, make, say you made some mistakes and, Fire
0: people and make harsh decisions. I don't know.
1: Um, I mean, at
0: the very <laughs> least, like you have to fire Eberflus. Like you, you have to. Like, and Jay Sanders is right again. Like the McCassie or chief, they don't like paying people who are on contract. If he loses I'm out, I don't know how how you can. It's impossible. Like I, I don't go, think they'll lose stick, out. I really stick, don't. Okay, so what? I mean, but again, but we, we asked this question maybe. the other day. We asked yeah, the question. Okay, who are you beating? Carolina, maybe. Matter. Arizona, it maybe? Doesn't, but
1: Jake, it's what you said. You said it doesn't matter at this point. Like unless they go six sure. and three and sneak sure. into the playoffs, it doesn't matter. Right? Like if they win five games, if they win six games, like it shouldn't matter. Right. It shouldn't. Again, we don't know, but it shouldn't like they, they should right, be too Russia. far gone.
0: How furious would you be if the bears traded, let's say number two, overall to the Cardinals for Kyler Murray and took Marvin Harrison. Number three.
1: Uh I mean I I just I I don't know how, what I I, I... It's, it's the dumb it would be i don't know what do you what is there to say i, I just
0: <laughs> I, i'm i can't even say a word because of how stupid that would be like which despite, also would probably take you out of the running for marvin harrison because i theoretically then the cardinals are picking me. one in that scenario right. so they already take a quarterback and they probably take marvin harrison too but i digress uh that was just a really stupid i, I, the I don't remember. understand
1: what t3p podcast is saying take a breather and look at the big picture why fire after you destroyed his team last year give a chance because he had all the tools this year to succeed, maybe not succeed, but he had all the tools this year to show
0: progression, and he has it. We, That's why we just fired, fired him? Matt, Did we just fire him, find a Matt Ibruflus's burner? No, I'm kidding. Um, okay, realistically, like let's look at it this way: the reasons to fire Matt Ibruflus. Okay, so far in his career, he's got four wins. Five thus far. A year and a half in, he's got four wins. That's five. a big five wins. Five and twenty. He's 5-20, and and every single, I agree, Murray of the City would riot. They would riot. Um, That's why I asked that question. But you're 5-20 and so far in your tenure. Every single player, Sam Mustapher, who I famously went on a rant about about being just the guy that should be working at Jewel, went to the Ravens and turned into at least a league average center. Nicholas Morrow (laughs) left – the bears went to the eagles and sure you can make your comparisons there about organization to organization the eagles are very much a better run organization than the bears nichols Moore went to the eagles and became a very solid extremely possibly pro bowl caliber linebacker where he was like just a guy here he was better than mustaver but he was still just a guy you know every single like we all believe that if justin fields goes somewhere else he's going to be infinitely better and Roquan Smith goes and gets paid by the Ravens and e he loses here and it's just like he looks like he's in over his head like the defense is better yes but it's because you actually paid guys you you replaced guys who were just guys with Tremaine Edmonds who is largely viewed as one of the better at least upper echelon maybe not the best but above average mm-hmm. at least a b-tier type linebacker You replaced other guys with TJ Edwards who racks up a million tackles. And, yeah, he's made the splashy plays, but he's been solid. Like, you you invested in positions where you had literally black holes. Kyler Gordon's taken a step forward because he's been healthy. But, like, everything else that Iberflus has been in charge of, like, how is – how – let me ask you this, T3 Podcast. Sure, the defense has taken a step forward. Was it the step forward that we expected – was it, was it not the leap that we were expecting? And also, in that same vein, how do you let Luke Getze start the season the way he did with Justin Fields? Like, it's mismanaged. I think Eberflus could be a, a good defensive coordinator. Fine, I'm not going to take that away from him. Sure. But in the head coaching job, he looks like a defensive coordinator that's in over mm-hmm. his head. Like, I'm sure he could go – if he was just the defensive coordinator, I'd have no qualms. Fine. But as a head coach, he's in over his head. He doesn't know what he's doing. He just—he can't manage a team. He can't tell, like he couldn't tell Luke Etsie, "Hey, do what we did last year with the offense." It took four games for that to happen. Yep. Like that's the biggest. Great. The defense is fine and has gotten taken a step forward a little bit marginally. Sure, that's great because Matt Infloos was supposed to do that because he was a defensive coordinator. It's why you hired him. Everything else, personnel, offense specifically, hasn't been good and has regressed. Luke Getze, yeah, g- yes, he should be fired. Who hired him? Who gave him free reign of the offense? Who didn't go to Luke Getzey and say, hey, what are you doing after game one? Mm-hmm. Who didn't go to Luke Getze after game two and say, hey, what are you doing? Who didn't go to Luke Getze after game three and say, hey, what are you doing? Like that's on Maddie reflux again. Sure. He could be a fine defensive coordinator, but as a head coach, he's in over his head. Yeah. And and this is the thing that you, that you
1: said. And like that, like I will not deny the defense is better. They are, they are really good in some metrics. Like I just saw on PFF, they're like first in the league in rush yards before contact was 71 per game in the, or 71. And sure. the league average is 257. Like it's unbelievable. They're really good in some areas, but here's the thing. All right, guys, I completely just lost my train of thought after reading this comment about that. Here's the thing. It's what I said before. It's like a sunk cost. All right. You hired Ibraflush with the hope that he could run a team. You liked what he had to say in the interviews. You thought that he could be a good leader. This isn't a guy who's been a head coach before he doesn't have proven ability to lead a team before and be the head coach and, 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 and know how to be responsible for those duties. If that were the case, I might be agreeing with T3P podcast and Jay Sanders in the chat. Like, okay, maybe we do have to give it time because he's proven and done it somewhere else. This guy has never been a head coach before. He clearly wasn't cut out for the job and that's okay. Guess what? You just have to recognize it and cut it off, all right? You recognize that, hey, we made a bad decision. We thought that he was going to be a great leader and be able to handle everything and be responsible for everything. Guess what? He just isn't. Iber may still have a long life in the NFL as defensive coordinator or as a defensive assistant or as a linebackers coach or anything. He's still good at that. And he still will have a life in the NFL, but you have to recognize that, Hey, we made a mistake because if you don't recognize that now things are only going to get worse and you're only going to postpone the inevitable. So That's really what it comes down to for me with Matt Eberflus is there's just no proven ability for him in his coaching career to be a guy who can rectify this. This is broken beyond repair, and he doesn't have the resume and the track record to fix it. So at that point, you have to cut it off. Jason, I'm saying it's bad, but it'll take time. You're delaying the inevitable. That nothing is going to change. You have reached the breaking point of this team, and if you watch Matt Eberflus, man, and here's the sad thing is like Matt Eberflus when he goes up to that podium, he's a broken guy. Like he's he doesn't want to go up there.
0: He doesn't want to address the media. Well, and he's never the, been good with the media from day one. He's never
1: right been great now. with the media from day one, but. He goes up there, and you can tell the last thing he wants to do is be up in that podium taking those yeah. questions because you know he's just going to get punched in the mouth back and forth. And I think for his sake, like, he might reach the end of the year and just, like, resign or something. Like, no I don't way. think he wants to even no – he, he won't. No is one was going to resign sure. and, 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 and not take the money. I get that. But it's like I think almost even he recognizes that he just isn't cut out for it. Like, I, no, I, think, I think he, he walks I, – I don't think he knows he's bad. I think poles does it, but I think Eberflus, he may not know that he's bad, but he may know that he just is overwhelmed and he's got sure. way too much going on.
0: And, and you know what the biggest example of that was? After the Broncos game, he's just sitting there and he's just running his hair through his hand through his hair. He's just like, yeah. what like what? What do we do? Like, yeah. That that that's as somebody who has a lot of ticks. I, I, I've never related to a <laughs> yeah. human being more than I did to Maddie Reflues in that moment. Like, I get it, man. You're stressed out. You're like, Oh my God, did that just happened. And I get it. I'm sure Maddie Reflues is a very nice man. I'm sure he's a very nice guy, but he's just in over his head. Like if you didn't expect to him to win coach. seven to nine, then you won all the seven of the first date. Again, I've asked this question: where are the wins coming from T3P? Who are they beating? Who who is this team beating the rest of the way? Like, it's just, sure, yes, they're bad and it'll take time. Eberflus isn't the guy. He's just not. You can't have, and I said this on Monday, you can't have this guy be in charge of what will likely be a new quarterback and a new offense next year. You can't. Because you did it. How many times did we go through new offensive coordinators with Jay Cutler? How many times do we go through changing the offensive system around Mitch? You just gotta you just gotta change it all. You, you yeah. just gotta everything co- it's bring it's in a new coach He's gonna bring in a new coordinator. Sure, you want to keep Matt We make Matt the defensive coordinator. That I'd be fine with that. Great. The players know him. You keep the scheme because that's what I'm worried about too. Is if you bring in a new head coach who changes the defensive scheme and then Montez Sweat is out of position, and then you're screwed. That would be tough, but that's a different conversation for a different day. You want to keep Matt versus defense coordinator? Fine, but you need somebody who can command a staff who's going to bring in a new OC and who's going to just reshape this culture because this culture ain't working. You're losing games, yeah. You want to keep losing and, games? Fine, but I don't.
1: And and, and look, you know, did he agent
0: can't manage a game? That's the problem. I know, that's that the problem. bad. <laughs>
1: Like, don't get me wrong, T3P. The, the thing that I want more than anything, and the reason why this is, see, see here's the other thing, too. Here, here's why this recognition is important now, because you have to, like, and this is why I said they just need to fire them now so you don't know, so you don't not know what's going on at the end of the year, and you need to recognize everything now because, look, Justin Fields, when he's at his best, is capable of winning you games in spite of the coaching staff right like he's capable of overcoming year. that because he's that good we saw it last year when they should have been winning games with the worst roster in the nfl they're losing the dolphins by three points or losing you know all the, the lions by one point right they're doing all these great things because justin fields is putting the team on his back and you saw that this year because he's throwing four touchdowns and back-to-back games and he's doing everything he can and yeah in the broncos game the coaches still found a way for them to lose that game the defense still found a way for them to lose that game but he has the ability when he's playing at his best and assume he comes back and he does play at his best, he has the ability to carry a team and make the head coach look good. So also the fear they that let him play. So assuming they let him play. So TTP, I want the Bears and Justin Fields to win as much as possible because in for my interests and rooting interests, I want them to keep Justin Fields around obviously. I think that's the best case for the team and they're only going to do that if he were to play well and win games. But if you start to win games and you end up with seven wins and they can look at the end of the year and say, well, look at this. You were talking about regression on the Bears Nation podcast on November 1st. Regression, what? We just went uh, five games up and most people had our win total around seven and a half anyway. That's exactly where we're supposed to be. And if you get to that point, because Justin Fields carries them to that, then you are going to forget about everything that happened. So that's why the next, the, the at least the front office will and the organization will, because they're going to take a holistic view of it. They're going to say, "Hey, seven and nine, five game or, or four game progression. Guess what? If we do that again next year, we're eleven and and uh eleven and six, and we're going to make the playoffs." And that's exactly how they'll frame it. But if you recognize now that this is broken beyond repair and this cannot be fixed, then you eliminate that fear and you eliminate the possibility. I just bit my tongue of Justin Fields Ugh. playing well enough to mask. To mask some of the things that have already happened. So Jay Sanderson, he led the league in TDs before he got hurt. Burrow and Hurts still behind him in TDs. Yes, like we are aware of how good Justin Fields can be and how he's capable of making the team look good sometimes. To be and fair, Joe Burrow the was the hurt for me. the first seven Joe weeks. Joe Burrow was hurt season. for the first seven weeks. So obviously that stat about being behind him isn't uh isn't hundred percent accurate, but also hurts yeah, is just,
0: Hurts is healthy right now, either.
1: Well, he is well he's got a weird knee injury but he just runs in tush pushes from the, the one yard line uh but he's still great look i just i'm i'm again i'm still fearful Jake that they're gonna find a way to make fields the scapegoat and, and this has been the theme for me all along. Like we can talk about the defense all we want and say, hey, great. You know what? You know what? He did a good job with the defense. We'll recognize that. Guess what? This has always been about the mismanagement of the best talent at quarterback to walk through the organization. This has always been about the external things. This has not really been about the defense. This has not really been about that. This is an offensive league. If you have a good defense, it doesn't equate to much in today's NFL. You mismanage the offense, you mismanage the quarterback, and you mismanage the team. And having a good defense isn't enough to make up for that. So, I mean, Jake, do you have anything to say about the upcoming game? And this is supposed to be a preview episode, but (laughs) they're just not going to win. I mean,
0: they're just not. So this is always what I do when evaluating matchups. Who has the better coach who has who the better quarterback? Yeah, I do that too. Well, I'm not sure Dennis Allen's that good, but he's better than Matt Eberflus. And and it's a I had this conversation with Paul Aspen today. Razor-thin margin, but I think is it's it Dennis Allen. It's, I think it's razor-thin. Yeah. It, I mean, Dennis Allen's brutal. But they definitely he's have brutal. the better quarterback. I mean, whatever you want to say about Derek Carr, and he's washed, whatever, he's definitely better than Tyson Bajan. So who has the better <laughs> quarterback? Who has the better coach? The Saints, unfortunately. Who has the better defense? Saints. Who has the home field advantage? Saints by a million. So, like, you think Tyson Bages going to the Superdome is going to succeed? Couldn't even yeah. do it in Los Angeles at SoFi for the Chargers. Not I guess the, the 31st the worst defense in the NFL. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's right. I I mean, I kind of think the Saints are going to win by double digits. Uh, prediction?
1: I guess just do a if prediction. If
0: you get Leslie Frazier, I will walk out yeah, of this that. podcast and never return. <laughs> Leslie I will Frazier tell you that right be... now. If Leslie Frazier gets hired as the next head coach of this team, I will leave this podcast forever.
1: He mentions Joe. Uh, sorry, two, three, five. I don't know. He, she, whatever. Maybe. Um, he met, You mentioned Jim Caldwell in the uh, in that comment there. And do you remember? No, no, no okay, okay, but. Take your hands over your face because do you remember during the head coach process when we knew it was down to like Eberflus, Jim Caldwell? And who is it? Like it was a it was a bad choice of a, of three. Yeah, it was Caldwell, I, I Eberflus, and I don't remember the third might one. Might have been frazier It might, I think it might have been. Um, do you remember when I was like on my Jim Caldwell thing once we knew it was the final three? And I was like, please just like hire Jim Caldwell. Like, if you're looking for a guy to do damage control, like do a guy, get a guy who's been in the league and is well respected, and as I head coach. How much better I'll ask you. How much better is the Bears team if Jim Caldwell was the head coach? Like it's hard God. to say, but like, are they better
0: with Jim Caldwell? They I are. Don't like you like mean, I, I have to question. say yes, right? Because like, how could they be worse? <laughs> like, I guess I have to say yes because how could they be worse? Look at the validation here. Oh man, I guess. You know what, like. If the Giants and they won't do this, but if the Giants fired Dable, no, like you, you pick up that phone immediately, right?
1: I think you have to. I I, I think you have to. Um, it's not his fault that they signed Daniel <laughs> so they Jones. Daniel Jones contract. Uh, and Tommy DeVito. <laughs> it's not all his fault. Um, I, I think, yeah, yeah. You talk, talk about teams that could be broken beyond repair with their head coach. It, it could be that in New York. Uh, some are calling him fat Matt Nagy. Well, that's not very nice. <laughs> it's, He is, uh, he is, I, what did I, I swear to you, I came on this podcast and don't get me wrong. I would have been happy if they hired Brian Dable. When I came on this podcast and I said, be cautious, because sometimes you might have a quarterback so good that he makes the offensive coordinator look good. And guess what? It's the same thing with Patsmore Holmes and Matt Nagy. And this is exactly what's going to happen with Brian Dable and Josh. And he's going to go to a different team. He's going to have a great first year. They're going to exceed expectations and make the playoffs. And they're going to regress the next year. And he's going to get fired a couple years later. I said it. And I hope I am right. Um, Predict the game. I know we got to run out of here. Uh, Jake's got things to do, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Let's predict
0: the game. Yeah, sleep. Um, I mean, I think the Bears lose. Like, I I don't think this goes well. Uh, See, now the stupid thing is that I think that they might, like, get up for this game and, like, keep it close because of everything that happened. Okay, but we've said that after the Allen Williams thing, right? That was my case. That was the case I made after that game.
1: Who'd they play after that game? But I know I came on here and I was said, that uh who would unite them. I can't remember. Was Everyone... it
0: the Bucks? Yeah. It was either the Bucks or the Broncos. Uh,
1: September 24th, he got fired. So then that was like a Wednesday, September 24th. Then they played the, so Chiefs... the Broncos. Oh, oh was Chiefs! Chiefs! <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Was it? No, that can't be right. I don't... No, that had to have been, uh... Yeah, 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 yeah. It was not for the Chiefs game. It was yeah. before the Chiefs game. So I remember saying, like... I, re- I remember being like, you know what? Like, just maybe, maybe. Like, it'll unite them, and they just, like, had to get rid yep, of, you you
0: know, this bad that. thing, this bad energy. Well, that wasn't your fault. You didn't know Taylor Swift was going to be there. Um. Oh, man. I know. I would have predicted the Bears.
1: Oh, I, I predicted the Chiefs to win anyway, but...
0: All right, uh, prediction for this game. I am going to say that the Bears lose this game. Oh, God. Um... I'm going to say I'm gonna say Saints win. I know I just said Chiefs because I was still th- thinking about the Chiefs. That's my bad. Uh, I'm going to say Saints win. I, st- I think you get 30 dropped on you again. I'm going to say Ch- Saints win 35-10. 35-10? Yep.
1: Um, Jesus Christ. I think you get smoked. Okay. Uh, the interesting thing about the this is Saints interesting. is – they're not is very it, good. It,
0: <laughs> no, and they're not. They're bad. Was, no, they're bad. But the no. Bears are just worse.
1: Yeah, and 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 you know, everyone talks about the the Mercedes-Benz uh or not the Superdome whatever the fuck it is. Uh home field advantage. If I it really hasn't existed since Breeze left. I mean, when did Breeze leave? 2021. So if you look at their home record since 2021, the New Orleans Saints at home in the Superdome are seven and eleven since Drew Brees left. So the 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 whole home field advantage thing has sort of tempered since Drew Brees left, but it still exists, especially against Tyson Bagent, uh, a D two quarterback who's making his third career NFL start. Um, so that is just something to throw out there. Like I don't know what the spread is, but I don't think you can bet the Bears on the spread, even if it is no. like I just I just don't think it's safe um, if you are a betting human out there so I will also take the Saints in this one it's considering a taking them as that I a lot. I took the took the Chargers and Survivor last week. Uh eight and a half now. Eight and a half. Oh, God. Uh, Jay Sanders thinks they cover 21, 13 Saints. I think the Bears lose
0: eight eight and a half is a lot for a Dennis Allen Derek Carr team to lay Not gonna lie.
1: But they did beat the Patriots like thirty five to zero. The Patriots uh, are terrible yeah, and the Bears aren't, you know, it's like fair. I don't know, twenty six really? to fifteen somehow. Twenty six to would that be score again? Can we Cast check that, please? There's
0: no way it's not
1: twenty six. And and this is gonna be the greatest prediction How of do all they time. Even get there, um, so I do three touchdowns, a field, field goals, goal, and a safety, five field goals. No, they're gonna they're gonna score a touchdown, and then they're gonna try to go for two. No, they're going to score a touchdown. They're going to get a field goal. They're going to get another field goal, and they're going to get a safety. I don't know. I, so they, they somehow they somehow get to 26-15. I don't know how it happens, Jake, but it's going to happen. 26-15, Bears lose, lock it in. Well, if 15 I makes it, sense, five field goals. That's fine. There, we, have, we have a listener, one of my friends from high school. Mitchell Smart is his name. He deserves a shout-out because every week, he puts a correct score bet on one of Hell our yeah. predictions, Hell yeah. which I That's love. Hilarious. Mitchell, I love if that. you're listening to this, That's you could so probably funny. get twenty six fifteen at plus fifty thousand. I
0: mean, yeah, put a it,
1: dollar on it, please. Bears <laughs> lose twenty six fifteen. It's going to happen if it happens, Jake. I, I'm a legend. I don't. I don't know what I would do. But
0: this po- this podcast, has famously uh, had the Cole Komet two touchdown game for people to win a lot of money. So. Yeah. Um, Anything bold for you for this game? I just kind of think it's going to be a route. (laughs) Um, Rashid (laughs) Shaheed. Jay
1: Sanders. Bayless Jones, 10-catch day. Hey, Jay Sanders, what if I told you? I know you're joking. What if I told you that if Bayless Jones Jr. had a 10-catch day, those receptions he had in one day would equal the receptions he has in his entire career?
0: And you what know what those I receptions scored? would be, too? It'd be like for a like negative rounds. seven
1: yards. Yeah. Jet jet, yeah. <laughs> jet sweep. Negative and seven yards. Negative but, seven yards. Three yeah. fantasy points. Uh, a bold prediction. Let's get crazy. Um, yeah, who's like yet. the most. Like uh, like a good one last week would have been Darrington Evans' touchdown. That would have been a really good one. That would have been good.
0: <laughs> Kari Blossomier,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, yes, here's a good one. Kari Blossom Game throws a touchdown. They run like a weird, like, like, they, t- Kari Blossom throws that. a touchdown to Tyson Bajan. You know, they're they, you know, some dumb, like, Philly Chicago special. special. Kari Blazing Game Chicago a handshake. To Tyson. You called a Chicago
0: <laughs> handshake,
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, beautiful. Oh my god, lock it in. Can we get the odds on Kari Blazing Game to throw a touchdown to Tyson Bajan at Probably, plus yeah. eight billion? Um, that's where we're at. You got anything bold? I don't think you can get bolder
0: than that. That that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the fullback throwing a touchdown pass to the backup <laughs> QB. Uh, I'll just, so I'll just go back to, uh, I think Tyler Scott is a super do. They keep trying to get him involved. Uh, I'll say Tyler Scott does something. Out of, it, scores it does something. So we'll go okay. that All right. um, Tyler Scott does something. If, um, if, if the Boston to Bajan happens, it, it has to be called a Chicago handshake, right? I guess. I mean, be. has to be.
1: Uh, I don't know what a secret agent something. I don't. I, I don't know. Chicago secret blazing. Yeah, sure. wait, I like Chicago, Chicago handshake. That's not bad. Hey, uh, shout out to the listeners in the chat. Wait, wait, do you wait. Know
0: what, what? Do you know what a Chicago handshake is? Uh, I don't think I do. I just think you're just. I just thought oh, you. Oh no, like, it's a shot of Molot. And wait, I knew that. Opa. I was gonna
1: say. I was gonna no, say. Yeah, out. I was because because wait, isn't that on the bottle? Isn't it on the bottle? Yeah, Yeah, I saw the bottle. It's great. Anyway, okay, I knew that. I should have just said that, that. Um, sure, but you didn't because you didn't know
0: what it was. I so you're it. lying. Yeah, um, anyway, so I kind of No, hey, Kevin's uh, right. Shout out to the listeners and yeah. the everybody in the chat today. You guys were great. Appreciate acting, all acting. of the interaction. Uh, gave, you guys gave us some gems today. Uh, we know we go hard at you, but you go hard at us, and that's it, That's it's an ecosystem. That's what we do around here. So, the, <laughs> is that what makes the latest Is it this? Is that? What yeah, it I is? don't know. So I don't know. Because okay, you're at a rock concert, maybe I don't know. Oh, maybe.
1: How do I turn this the, off? Because this is happening no, on BetQL it. too. It's, it's way This is funnier. happening on BetQL. It's way funnier. Keep it. It is that's funnier. It's, but like, it's way funnier. You can do thumbs up. Or, there
0: we go. Yeah, can you do uh, thumbs
1: down? Because I would use that a al- Yeah, we could use this a lot. We could use this a lot.
0: Uh <laughs> i think t3b is asking what a chicago handshake is it's a shot of malort and a can of old style if you're asking what the lasers are we don't know we're trying to figure it out (sighs) Um, but i digress thank you guys you guys are the best we know this was a rant episode we know this was a high emotions episode but that's what we do here we're letting it out we're having fun it's what it's all about what else can you do so after all it's sports. It's supposed to be fun, so screw it. Stop doing the lasers <laughs> for myself. For Kevin Lapka, this has been Bears Nation podcast brought to you by On Tap Sports Net. Go to On Tap for all things Chicago sports. It's great content galore over there. Me and Kevin will be back. Well, actually, I won't be back on Monday. Kevin will be here with probably Kellen. Uh, I will be traveling. Uh, Kellen, so Kellen can he works for Boston College, so I think Gabriel Ramirez okay, is going on. to fill in. Oh, Gabe Ramirez will be in on Monday. That's somebody who actually knows what they're talking about will be on this show. <laughs> but Kevin and Gabe will hold it down on Monday. I'll be back next Wednesday. But I have full faith in them, kind of. But until then, come back Monday for Gabe and Kevin. They'll interact with you the same way we have today. Maybe we'll have something positive to talk about. Maybe Derek Allen. That's me mixing up Derek Carr and Dennis Allen merging together uh, to make a conglomerate. Maybe they'll screw up and the Bears get away. I don't know. I think we're rooting for the tank now. I am. But until Monday, and for me until Wednesday, we'll talk to you guys then. And as always, bear down. Bear down.